I've never met a mom who didn't sometimes struggle with feeling sad, feeling maybe a little bit depressed. And yes, this is true even for Christian moms, even when we have a wonderful marriage, a wonderful family life, even when we are close and intimate with the Lord, there are just seasons of life that are hard. And my friend, here on the Love Your People Well podcast, we have four keys to helping us enjoy Christian family life. And it starts with that firm foundation of faith. But from there, we work on managing our emotions. Now that then allows us, of course, to practice some great communication. And from there, deepen our family relationships, our marriage, our relationship with our children. But right now, we're going to zoom in on that second key element of enjoying family life. Because when you're dealing with sadness, when you're feeling depressed, when you're in just that overwhelming season, whether it's a day or a week or a year or or much longer, that's going to have a huge impact on if you're enjoying family life. Are you soaking up those minutes with your kids? Are you engaging with your husband? Are you even feeling close to the Lord? So much of Christian family life is impacted by how you're managing those hard emotions. So last week on the podcast, we took a look at kind of the big picture perspective around how your emotional control is impacting your family. And today we're going to dive deep into, let's be honest, not a very fun emotion. We're going to dive deep into sadness and depression. Again, whether that's lasting for an afternoon or for a year, what exactly is going on? And let's look at four things four biblical things, four things straight out of scripture that we can do as Christian moms when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling depressed, to be able to manage those emotions in a healthy and and helpful way so that we can get right back to enjoying family life. Whether you're feeling a little sad right now, or you're supporting a friend who's in that season, or you're just being realistic that it's going to happen eventually, I know that this conversation will be encouraging, helpful, and super practical. All right, friends, let's get to it. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, if there was ever a time to give my usual disclaimer here on the podcast, it is today because we are tackling depression and sadness and these hard emotions And yes, I am a therapist. I can diagnose people with depression, among other things. I have sat down with so many women, and not just women, so many teenagers, so many families, so many people struggling with depression. But, disclaimer time, this podcast is not therapy. I am not your therapist. 
And I know that our conversation today will be helpful, but I also know that if you are in that really dark season, you're worried maybe about your own safety, you're worried about how you're feeling, you can't get out of bed in the morning, like you're really struggling. First of all, you're not alone. So many people struggle with this. Second of all, it does not mean that you're not a Christian. And third, it's time to seek help. I know this conversation today will be helpful, but when you hit that higher level, um, that deeper level of depression, that is the time to reach out for to your doctor, to a therapist, reach out for some professional help and counsel so that you can move past that season. So I want to kick us off with that right here at the beginning, because I know that some people listening are going to be at that place. And this might be that moment to say, you know what, I need to reach out for a little bit of extra help. Now in our conversation today, as we take a look at sadness and depression and what that looks like for a Christian mom, our ultimate goal, let's just remind ourselves, let's stay on the same page. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to help all of us enjoy Christian family life. We're here to soak up that time with our family to keep Jesus at the center of everything we do. And a big part of how we do that is by building those family relationships. And trust me when I say you're not building the relationships you want if your emotions are controlling who you are, how you're thinking, how you're acting. That's not the place we want to be at. So as we talk about that, that's the goal. Like we might talk very individually focused today, your emotions, your heart, your mind, but that's all in the context of hoping to and longing to and wanting to enjoy family life. And we do have a lot of helpful resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash emotions, some blog posts and some resources, some freebies around self-care and other things, a lot of really great stuff. So if you really want to dive into emotions, head over there to the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash emotions. And we're going to take just a few minutes as we start here to kind of set the stage of what we're talking about. When I say sadness, when I say depression, what does that look like? Why is that happening? And then we're going to spend most of our conversation looking at four things that we can do when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling depressed, how can we manage that in a practical way that again, brings us back into joy and peace and purpose in our family life. So let's kick it off with just kind of a reality check of what I'm talking about. Okay, what are some of those symptoms or those warning signs that would tell you, you know what, I I might be struggling with, again, that might be clinical depression, it might be at that higher end of what's going on, or it might be a season of sadness and just not quite feeling like yourself. So sometimes people are going to experience this, of course, with sadness. That's a pretty obvious one, but it's true. If you find yourself feeling sad when it doesn't really make sense in the situation, that's a warning sign. If you find yourself um, losing interest in things that you used to care about, having trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, trouble focusing, maybe you've got 
negative thinking going on, again, especially if it's different, like this is outside of your norm, that should be a warning sign to us to say, whoa, let me pause and let me do something about this. You might have anger outbursts towards yourself, toward others. We don't always connect those dots, but anger many times, especially if we focus it inward, anger is very closely linked with depression. And sometimes even our physical energy being totally exhausted, feeling like I just cannot get out of bed again. Now we all have those days. Motherhood is exhausting. But if it's different than usual, if it doesn't really make sense, you're getting enough sleep, you know, things are generally normal, but all of a sudden it's just so hard to make yourself do anything. Well, these again are some symptoms, some warning signs that hopefully are going to raise that flag in our own minds to say, hmm, this is not normal. This isn't really all that helpful. And I should do something about it. So those that's some of the what, like, what am I talking about when I say you're dealing with a season of sadness or depression? And let's take a couple minutes and talk about why. Why is it that Christians strong Christians, people who are close and intimate with the Lord, people who are filled with the Holy Spirit might still struggle with depression or sadness. I want to highlight four reasons. Now we could do a whole episode talking about this, um, but that's not our focus today. We're focusing more on what do we do about it? How do we manage it? But sometimes it helps to have that understanding about why we might be struggling in the first place. So the first thing I want to highlight is just the reality that because of the fall in Genesis 3, our bodies are broken. There are real life chemical imbalances, hormones, you know, all these things that make up our body. There's brokenness there. And there are times when there are chemical imbalances that lead us to feel depressed or sad. And that's why medication is sometimes a treatment that helps people when they're struggling with that. Doesn't mean something is wrong, like you did something wrong. It just means the world is broken, and that includes our bodies. A second reason why Christians, even strong Christians, sometimes struggle with depression is because of the lies from the enemy. Satan is whispering lies all day long. And yes, we have the spirit in us, the spirit of truth, spirit of power from the Lord. But when the world around you, when that enemy is whispering in your ear over and over again, you're not enough, or you should be happier, or something's wrong with you, some sort of lie, you know, sometimes we start listening and it can get really muddy and all of a sudden, if we're listening to that lie again and again and again, and it starts to feel like truth, well, now we're going to struggle with our emotions. A third reason why do strong Christians sometimes still struggle with sadness and depression is because of big negative changes in life. A huge relationship struggle or a big life transition, that stuff is hard we're not even always prepared for it. Sometimes it happens out of the blue, a cancer diagnosis, the death of a loved one. I mean, big, hard things can happen and pull the rug right out from under us, even for Christians. 
It's okay to struggle in those moments, to question, to wonder what on earth is going on, and to wrestle with big emotions. The emotions are not really the problem. The problem is how do we manage them? And do we manage them in a way that God tells us in his word is helpful and holy? And then the fourth reason I want to highlight is that sometimes it is true that if we're weak with our spiritual habits and disciplines, if we're maybe not really connected with a good church or a good small group or Bible study, we're not really reading the Bible a whole lot or, um, you know, we're not praying, like we're just not doing the things that keep us connected to the Lord. Well, it it makes sense. We're going to struggle more with our emotions. So we've talked about the what. What am I talking about when I say sadness and depression? We've talked about why. Why even Christian moms struggle with these emotions sometimes. And last week, um, in our episode last week, we really highlighted how emotions overall impact your family life. But I do want to spotlight for depression in particular. You're going to struggle in your marriage and you're going to struggle in your parenting just day to day when you're feeling really sad, maybe even depressed. It gets difficult to manage the day to day. We tend to overreact to things. Our communication is usually not great. Our intimacy starts to fall apart. We're feeling overwhelmed. There's so much going on in our own heart and our own head. It would be impossible for that to not impact the people you care about. And there's a <laughs> so much of this. We could have a whole conversation here. Um, I see this all the time in couples counseling. If one person is struggling with depression, the marriage is struggling. And that doesn't mean that the spouse is always, you know, mean about it or rude about it. Usually there's confusion. There's often a lot of hurt. But even when you desperately want to help the other person, you don't always know what to do. It doesn't always make sense. So if you find yourself feeling sad again and again or for a long season, you need to to manage it, to do something about it. Again, maybe that's professional help. Maybe that's a friend. Maybe that's the steps we're just about to talk about here and really emphasizing those in your daily rhythms and, and what your life looks like so that you can move through that season and reconnect with your people. So let's get to the meat of it all, my friends, the good stuff. What do we do about it? If you're dealing with an afternoon just feeling really down in the dumps, or you're dealing with a six-month stretch of just, ugh, I don't feel like myself, I'm sad, I just don't really have my usual energy, I'm not interested in things as much, what do we do about it? I'm going to give you four things that, yes, I focus on in the counseling room as a counselor that come straight from the Bible. And I'm specifically looking at, I'm not going to read it because it's a whole chapter, but I would really encourage you to read it back in the Old Testament, 1 Kings chapter 19. I will set the stage for this, but we see four things that happen in this chapter that line up with what research shows today is helpful. It lines up with my own experience, um, helping people work through depression 
four things jump out from 1 Kings chapter 19. So this is a chapter where the prophet Elijah has just had this amazing experience of of calling on the Lord and the Lord showed up and he rained down fire and, you know, he did everything Elijah had asked. And it's this huge display of God's power in front of the people. But not everybody liked that. The false prophets um, kind of turned on him. They were angry. So he runs away and Elijah winds up basically saying to God, it would be better if I was not alive. In the NIV, this is, again, chapter 19, it's verse 4. He sits down and it says, He prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, Elijah said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. And then he lay down and he fell asleep. Now, let's just pause there. If you find yourself praying that you will die and telling the Lord, I've had enough, take my life, that's let's just say that's textbook depression. Okay. Call for help. Call 988. If you are in um, the United States of America, it's a new mental health hotline. They will connect you with people. When you're having these thoughts, these prayers, you're feeling that level of sadness. You really can't call it anything else but depression. And that's why this chapter is so helpful because God responds to Elijah He doesn't say, okay, sure, and take his life. He responds by walking him through four things that help Elijah kind of get back on his feet and move forward. So the first thing we see here, um, and if you're reading through 1 Kings chapter 19, it's verses 5 through 8. The Lord tells Elijah, get up and eat. He says it twice. From there... We know very clearly, because he does, he gets up and he eats and he feels better. He is physically restored. The first thing we need to do when we're feeling just sad and and run down and depressed is to be intentional with our physical health. We need to sleep and we need to eat and we need to not try to survive on Cheetos and caffeine and the Skittles that we find at the bottom of our purse. We need to actually eat real food and get sleep and move our bodies. And let me highlight this too, get in the sun, get some sunshine. The vitamin D goes a long way. It is a biblical principle and it plays out in real life. When you're feeling really down in the dumps, do something for your physical health. Be intentional about that. And again, one of our freebies that love your people well is a self-care ideas list. You can grab that on the website um, or you can join us right now, actually, in our Patreon community. We just kicked off on August 1st, a 30-day self-care challenge. You are totally invited. The link will be there in the show notes. Um, But a lot of those different activities involve taking care of our physical health. And then the second thing we see here. If we keep reading through this chapter, verses 11 to 14, Elijah is now seeking God. He asked God to reveal himself and he has, you know, an earthquake and a fire and all these big things. God's not in that. And it says, after the fire came a gentle whisper. And we see Elijah here. He pours out his complaints and his troubles to God and God meets him in that. God meets him with gentleness and with love and with his own presence. 
And this is our second thing. When you're feeling sad and overwhelmed and depressed, seek God. Cry out to him. Tell him what is going on. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. It doesn't matter if it, you know, you're feeling one way, but you think logically, well, I shouldn't feel this way. At this moment, just cry out to God. Seek God. He will meet you in that emotion and he will help you to manage it. And if you're looking for some help here, I would encourage you to grab our free resource around the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. If you're not connected with the Lord, you might not think of this in the heat of the moment. You might not think to cry out to him and to seek him. But that is the second thing that is super helpful when we're feeling depressed. The third thing is to challenge your own negative thinking. If you've ever heard of CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, that is a huge one in the counseling world. Tons of evidence behind it of how it helps if you're dealing with anxiety or depression. But basically it boils down to figure out those negative thoughts and challenge them because they're probably not true and they're definitely not helpful. And here for Elijah, we see this in verses 15 to 18. Elijah is crying out to God saying that he's the only one. And the Lord comes back and says, basically, uh, no. In verse 14, Elijah's saying, you know, I've been very zealous for God. Everyone's rejected your covenant and tore down your altars. And he says, I am the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. And God challenges that thinking. The Lord comes back. And, and basically says, go and anoint Elisha, another prophet who's going to come up. He's going to succeed you as prophet. He's going to help you. And it says in verse 18 that the Lord has reserved 7,000 in Israel, everyone whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Elijah is thinking, I'm the only one and everyone's trying to kill me. And God basically says, actually, that thought is not accurate and definitely not helpful. And the Lord challenges that negative thinking and replaces it with truth. He points out to Elijah, you're not the only one. There are 7,000 who, just like you, are still worshiping me. And I'm going to give you a specific person to come alongside you and help you. Now, the Lord may not speak to you in such a direct way, But that is a skill that you can build up and practice for yourself. When you notice that negative thought, if a thought is popping in your head like, I'm worthless, I can't do this, I'm not a good wife, I'm not a good mom, I'm not enough. If those thoughts are popping in your head, hit the big flat red neon pause button. Really, it would be the stop button. But in real life, it's probably more like a pause and challenge that. Find some evidence that fights against that. Turn to God's word. Ask the Lord to show you how that thinking is not true and not helpful. And then the fourth thing we can do when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling depressed, is to seek out fellowship and companionship. There in verses 19 to 21, the Lord gives Elijah a friend, basically. He gives him Elisha. Gosh, their names sound so familiar or so similar. I don't know why God did it that way. But Elijah, with a J, goes out and finds Elisha, with an S-H. 
And he calls him and says, come, follow me. You're going to be a prophet of the Lord. You're going to be my uh, my second in command. You're going to help me out because God connected them. And Elisha comes with him. And we can find similarly that when we're feeling sad, we're feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling depressed, we need help. God did not intend for you to live life alone. And hopefully you can get that help at home with your husband, uh, maybe your extended family, hopefully with friends, but certainly at church, or maybe seeking out a professional counselor, finding someone who can help you through that hard season is going to be so important. And friends, those are the four things that we can do and should do as Christian moms when we're in a season of sadness or depression. And again, you can find all of that in 1 Kings chapter 19. Be intentional with your physical health. Seek God. Challenge your negative thinking. And seek out fellowship, friendship, companionship. And in all of that, my friend, I know I've already mentioned it, but we have some great resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com. We have our free um, our freebies page with self-care ideas and um, a Bible and prayer challenge, lots of good stuff there. And we have our Patreon 30-day self-care challenge going on right now. And I would definitely invite you to join us there. The Patreon community is only $5 a month, which really just supports the show, you know, keeps the lights on, as they say, <laughs> keeps things moving. And you get a ton of extra perks like our 30-day challenge. And so I'd invite you to join us there. But wherever you are at today in this journey, seek help, turn to the Lord, take that first step, it might feel small, it might feel meaningless. But nothing that is done for God with God in God is meaningless. And again, our goal is to figure out how to manage these hard emotions because they will come so that we can stay connected with our people, enjoy our people, love our people, and enjoy family life. So friends, we will be back on Friday in our Friday Faith follow-up to take a look at five Bible verses for depression. If you're feeling depressed, you're feeling sad, um, and I'm going to have a freebie with that, just a really simple journaling sheet if you want to dive into those Bible verses um, on your own. So make sure to follow the show and hop back with us on Friday to dive into a few additional Bible verses around this uh, really difficult emotion. All right, friends, that's what we have for today. Thanks for being here with me. Hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.